Welcome to Hope Ahead, a journey of infertility. My name is Naomi Ripstein. And this is Ryan Ripstein. And this is our story and struggle of trying to conceive. We hope and pray that by sharing our experiences and trials, we will bring glory to God, awareness to infertility, and also be encouraging to others. And just a reminder, this is our story and it personal experiences. We are not offering medical advice. Well, we hope you enjoy the discussion and thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome back to Hope Ahead, episode six. Um, this episode, we're going to be talking about just feeling left behind in the trying to conceive journey. Mm -hmm. um, so we hope that it encourages you, but you know, it's relatable and everything. So once again, we're always going to start off with some prayer just so that um, God helps us through this um, discussion, but also is just kind of with you guys all as you're listening to this too. Mm -hmm. So um, dear Lord, thank you for today and thank you for my husband and thank you for our viewers and just um, your love and support as we're going through this hard journey and just whatever else people could be dealing with, um, even while watching this episode, whether it has to relate with fertility or not, pray that you would just be with them and that you would just bless our conversation and let us continue to be uplifting and encouraging to others and point them to you. Amen. Amen. So, um, you know, we left the last episode five with saying we we're going to take a break, you know, and we kind of got into our varying opinions about that where mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, let's take a break. Just kidding. How yeah. about just one month? <laughs> a short break. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so this led us eventually, I mean, yes, we only took one month off during that time and did try to start again, I guess more in December of 21 now. So we're leading into January of 22. Um, and I think this is more or less the time where, because uh, we kept hearing, you know, like things are good and we weren't really knowing what to do with the IVF journey and stuff. But like we've told you before, I mean, life goes on. Yeah. And we were just starting to feel a little left behind because um, friends of ours were getting pregnant. Other family members were expecting a child mm -hmm. um, or had had a child, you know, and mm -hmm. just different things like that. We were just kind of bummed and like we said, stuck in our bubble. Um, yeah. And even more than, I mean, yes, other people getting pregnant and these kind of things, but kind of like we've talked about two of what what did I call it like the um like the Valentine's Day versus the Singles Day Awareness Day right. you know and yeah. the same day yeah. where you know they have family day family night at church or they Mother's have day and Father's you know day. these kind of things yeah. and it's you know it is but it's one of those just yet another reminder right. of what's going on we haven't on accomplished what and, we yeah. have, would have hoped to so, at this point and it's the yeah. it's that balance of happy for those that mm -hmm. have it of course but we're still just waiting. reminded <laughs> again yeah like i said just to, yeah it's yet another reminder so. um and you know and even just being left behind ryan and i were kind of used to this already in our lives because we met later in life you know uh, me personally like I had hoped to go to medical school after undergrad and took the MCAT several times and wasn't improving my score and just kind of wondering, well, what else am I supposed to do if I felt like I, and then eventually, you know, I got into physical therapy school 
And, but then it's like, you know, I had expected to be married back in the day. I was like, oh, I'll be married by the time I'm 23. Right. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen. And so, you know, all these things of where we just kept waiting and waiting. So this trying to conceive journey is still difficult, Par for the course. but kind of like, yeah. we're just kind of used to it by now. Yeah. You know, it's like nothing ever seems to go on our own personal timeline. Time, I'm timeline, sure you, yeah. you guys can relate. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in relation, like we were saying, friends were getting pregnant. One of the friends that I had mentioned that I got close to on this um, journey, she ended up, her and her husband got married, or not married, sorry, got a successful pregnancy um, the end of December, or I mean, the end of the year 21 in December um, with an IUI. And so, you know, everything was kind of a little new and fresh and she wasn't quite sure how things were going to go, but you know, now we're into 22 and she's being more successful in her pregnancy. So, um, it was kind of like a bittersweet thing. Cause I mean, I was, I knew her struggle. I knew her heartache mm-hmm. and the pain that her and her husband had gone through, but it was still one of those things to where you're like, okay, now I'm expecting myself to get pregnant because my friend got pregnant. Right. And, um, you know, of course that didn't happen, but you know, the Lord did also, start developing another special friendship um, for me with someone from work that was starting to kind of struggle through this area. And we started opening up more about it. So God is always at work, right? And even in something I wasn't expecting, he still provided um, people for me to talk to, you know, and continue to do this. And I don't know, I mean, did you feel during this time, like when we're saying left behind, like, could you relate to anybody? Did you feel that way with some of your friends or? Um, I, not that I recall. I mean, it's similar to like we talked about, you know, us getting married later and things. Mm-hmm. I have experienced like the kind of not really losing friends, but mm-hmm. the Transition. going in different directions yeah. things yeah. when my friends would get married. Right. And start to have kids and a family of their own. And, Mm -hmm. you know, not that we're not friends anymore, but the things that are important to us are different and don't align as much anymore. And the time that we have available to us is finite and they, as they should, wanted to spend it with their family and their their kids. And I think even just the walks of life, you don't, they could be going through things with now potty training and we're still over here trying to get pregnant. So it's like, different things that are going yeah. on not that we, nobody cares or wanting to they go don't care. for a long camping weekend right or something and they're right. like what are you nuts with yeah. a little a little kid you know yeah. i'm not gonna go camping you know so yeah. it's just different things yeah you know? so and and that's one of the things too it's like you know when you're going through this thing make sure you have the right friends um that you're sharing this stuff with but you know be open and okay with that relationships change. It doesn't mean that those people care about you any less. They maybe don't always quite know how to relate to you again, but give them grace and Mm -hmm. maybe tell them, or if you're the friend that has someone that's going through this and you don't quite know what to do, just check in with them. Just be like, so how are you doing? And if they're like, Oh, okay. Be like, well, I mean, how are you doing? You know, not being able to have your family yet, you know, or, um, something like that, just so that you bring up the conversation and know that, you haven't forgotten about them, even though you might have moved mm-hmm. on with other things you're dealing with now. Mm-hmm. And then that hopefully they can relate back to you and be like, where are you at in your life? You know, mm-hmm. so um, communication about that is very important. Yeah. Right. Um, so I had ended up doing research um, again, 
I'm a researcher girl, um, on different fertility devices. And if you have done this search, you realize there are a lot out there now. And I'll kind of mention that. I mean, there's mm-hmm. the, I'm probably going to butcher it, but the OVA, uh, the Mira, the Anito, um, the device I found is the Keg. You know, there's the stuff with the Prove app, which is where you also kind of get multiple strips to check various hormones. I mean, there's all these different things, which is kind of amazing, um, but also can be intimidating and maybe a little overwhelming how much stuff we have available. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found this device called the Keg, and it essentially, I think I mentioned this in the first episode, it's an insertable device um, up into your vagina and everything to read your cervical mucus to, it has an algorithm to assess like the electrolytes to know whether it's estrogen or progesterone and whether, how those are rising. And it gives it to you on a chart, like, you know, a fluctuating chart to show when you would be fertile. And, um, you know, this was one of the first devices to really read cervical mucus. Everything else normally does stuff from like a urine perspective to read your hormones and stuff like that. So cool device. Um, and it does, um, it was a newer technology. I think it started officially in 2020. There might've been some early releases in 2019 to just check out, check it out and everything. Um, but the cool thing about it was it offered a 12 month pregnancy guarantee or your money back. And it was covered by FSA. So when I had those two things, I approached this guy over here and I'm like, Hey, so cause the device is about 250, I think. Mm-hmm. And you know, we had already been spending money on supplements and doing all these things. So I was like, but it's FSA approved, you know, I'm like, we could use the funding from that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and it's got the 12 month back uh, pregnancy guarantee. So, you know, in your There's mind, really yeah. No right? downside. Really. And so I was like, why not? Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> my mom does kind of joke when I tell her about all these things, she's like, man, back in the day when they were trying to conceive us, I mean, I'm an eighties baby. And she was like, you know, me or my um, older brother's, She's like, all we could do would just be you try to take your temperature every morning with a little mercury thermometer. And she's like, or you could sometimes assess your cervical mucus. She's like, we didn't have all the things to like LH strips or, you know, um, other various things to check your progesterone or your estrogen. She's like, she's like, we just had old school. And sometimes I feel like maybe that would still keep our lives more simple. Yeah. Less to manage, but doesn't mean you still weren't stressed during that time. Cause she said they were like, her yeah. and my dad would be like, is it time? Is it time? You know? Yeah. Um, so like I said, I was excited. I was renewed, um, after our break, figuring, thinking that, you know, had a new prospect of something that could work. Um, so I ordered this device and this is just kind of like a little <laughs> side funny story. So, you know, you're ordering this new thing, you're expecting it to arrive in the mail and it doesn't come, but it says it was delivered. delivered, Right. So we had had some issues Mm -hmm. probably since we'd moved here and it might've been since the whole COVID thing, but where things would say they'd be delivered and they weren't because they were trying to meet a certain quota or whatever. So I was like, is it one of these things? I did research. I mean, I reached out to keg they said, yeah, it had been delivered. I had reached out to the post office. They were looking into it, all these things. And I'm communicating with people back and forth. And I also was pretty frustrated because I wanted to start it at a certain point in my cycle. I had just finished like my period. And I was like, now is the time to start this thing. Let's get this thing tracking. 
So I get an email and they're like, well, is this the address that we were supposed to send it to? And I looked at it and it was one number off from ours. So the device had been delivered, but to to our neighbor. To the wrong address. And so after I realized that I was kind of embarrassed and I was like, well, I got to go get it and see, you know, because this poor neighbor was probably, and I don't know why they didn't want to deliver it, but they also were probably trying to figure it out and it could have sat in their box for a while. Um, yeah, but I, and I don't think we knew each other's names. Right. So it's not like they could, see, COVID too. They, they could see the name and be like, oh, this belongs across the street. Right. Right. They just saw that it was to their address, yes. but to the wrong name. Yes. And that was the so, other thing is because, yeah, it had our name, but their address. So there really wasn't a way for them to know who it belonged to. Right. Um, so yeah, you're right. So, yeah. Yeah. But um, so I went across the street, it was the house across the street, and it is, um, he was an older Asian gentleman, very sweet, and like, you know, he came and I was like, hi, I'm your neighbor, and you know, still trying to be respectful with the COVID distance, and I was like, did you get a package for me from Keg? And I was like, I'm Naomi Ripstein, and he's like, oh, yes, you know, so he goes, and he's like, I was trying to find out, you know, where this went, and and, you know, and then he gave it to me and everything like that. And, you know, obviously he had kind of looked up what this thing was. So I was just like, oh, man. Yeah. So now they sometimes <laughs> now they know ask, we're like, trying. Or, yeah. 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 Yeah so, yeah. so they did. The there, status of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there was definitely after we, we got it back. And I mean, and he was, like I said, he was very sweet. And he still is really sweet. We wave to each other. We say hi to him and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, him and his family. But there has been. A couple of times, one time, especially I was taking the dogs out and I, um, with our older lab that recently had just passed away, but we had a, like a cart for him just so he could go on the walks and get out. But I was pushing him or I had it to walk with the other dog. And, um, and he was like, Oh, he's like, you have baby yet? And I was like, no. And I was like, this is for my dog. And he's like, Oh, so you're not pregnant. And I was like, no, not yet. I was like, we're trying. And I'm like shouting this across the street. And I'm just like. (laughs) Oh, so, you know, he's still, still super sweet, but it's one of those things to where, whoops, now yeah. our neighbor knows, but he, really he hasn't mentioned it too much no. again, kind of knowing the social awkwardness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so started with this device um, and maybe think things were going to work. And it was kind of cool how it was going to monitor everything and, you know, and trying to figure it out. And they even have a really great Facebook support group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even connected with a really sweet lady through it that is one of the main administrators on that. She and I are still actually friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was also a real blessing. I'm very grateful to have met her. Um, but we were um, getting into April now of 2022. And, you know, I've had the device now for a couple of cycles and um, discussed with my OB, went in for just my regular um, pap and everything. And she's like, well, we can go ahead and do Clomid again if you want to. And I'm like, okay, you know, we were starting to talk back again about the IVF um, because, um, you know, Ryan had really voiced his concerns a little bit more about how he thought that was going to be the more successful route because I was already stressed out so much, kind of like what we talked about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I was really praying about it and I'm like, okay, I'll reach out to the clinic again. But I really expressed my concerns about how we felt like a number and I felt overwhelmed with all the information and I really wanted someone to take the time and mm-hmm. talk me through. Cause like when you go to, I still have it. 
they like they gave me this big old printout of all this stuff to what you'd be going through. I mean, they explain it. They really do. But it is a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of information. And I don't even think I made it through the whole packet without feeling yeah. overwhelmed. I mean, right? it's one of those things where, you know, you say packet, mm -hmm. but it's like 20 different handouts that they give you. No, it's, it's like the beginning of school where it's like yeah. this and this and this and this. And it's it was, really not in any particular order. It was order. still a printed out order of like 20 pages. Yeah. Stuff, but I, anyway. It was, it just seems like there were a lot of parts not very well thought out right. from what I remember yes. like getting as they're, they're like, yeah, oh we, yeah. And here's we this We really document. wanted like oh, a yeah. diagram of yeah, the breakdown. A flow and chart. It, yeah. Give that's me, like, like, we wanted a flow chart. Yeah. Give me something. It's I think like, we even was, joked about that with yes, the RE, right? It was like disparate pieces of information. Yeah. And you don't know really what order to read them in and how they're connected to each yeah. other. It's a little it just, disorganized. It was just, yeah, it seemed like it needed some yeah. improvement on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, so I reached out and, you know, the, one of the, um, I think nurses aides or something, she responded and she was so sweet and really wrote out a really good detailed explanation for me. I still have that saved of like what they would do, how they would work with me, what they would check and then move forward with. Like she took the time to really type that up. And I so appreciate that. So mm -hmm. this was now making, and the person that had been in charge of the billing was no longer there. They had a different lady there. So someone that came across a little bit more considerate and kind. So we were really having a better response now at the clinic. So maybe we just had some bad apples in there, mm -hmm. you know, but um, I was feeling better about that. But, um, Unfortunately, you know, so we did the pap smear. Well, then came back abnormal and they had to do something what's called a colposcopy. Um, and that's where they literally like clip off some tissue of your cervix. Not the most comfortable, <laughs> kind of painful. Um, but essentially then send that off to the labs and check it for um, possible cancer mm -hmm. and stuff. And um, I'd had that maybe once or twice previously just because of some abnormal paps and everything normally would come back fine. Well, this time it did not. So um, they had found um, high level of precancerous cells. So it wasn't cancerous yet, but it now had moved from high level. When they had done the colposcopies on me, like in like a year or so prior, um, they were always low level to moderate. And they were just kind of monitoring. So I was going in ever since I got an abnormal, I had been going in every six months. So I was being monitored. My um, OB office were, were very diligent in that. Um, but because they found this, they were telling me I needed to have a procedure called a leap, um, which is essentially like an electrical um, wire that kind of goes and like shaves off the outer layer of your cervix and even into your eyes, which is the opening of your cervix into your uterus. Um, so with that, um, they were of course going to see if I was pregnant or not because I had just done the round of Clomid. Um, they were going to wait to see if I need to do that. But if not, they were going to schedule it the following month. Um, and that was a really difficult call to get. Yeah. Um, the nurse, poor thing. And, uh, she was just like, you know, if you have this, she's like, you guys can't conceive, try to conceive for six months. Um, 
And she said, because, you know, your cervix will be very, um, uh, what do you call it? Weak. Weak and sensitive and stuff. So it would more likely increase my chance of having a miscarriage if we did. Um, and already having had a miscarriage in the past, that already increased our chances. So now even having this procedure increases even more. If so, we were to get pregnant during right, that window, yeah. Right. So they try to give you that six months so that you have enough time for the, the tissue to recover and heal and be more solid. Um, mm -hmm. But, I mean, I definitely bawled yeah. with her on the phone. And then after that conversation, um, you know, a, a moment of why God, why does this keep happening? Right. So sorry, get a little emotional, but yeah. it was, it was a hard thing, but all in all, like once I, um, accepted it and we knew what was going to go forward, it was actually a little bit of a relief because it was a forced break. Yeah. A um, real break. A real break. Time. Real break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, good and bad. Like we joked, you know, now it really is and there's no turning back for a period of time. Um, but like to your point, it's it's just another thing that is a guaranteed delay, mm -hmm. right? And I think more for you was the uncertainty of what it just means for your health at all, right? So that was the scary part. Right. I think the the fact that you had to do it and that it was going to delay the pregnancy or chances of getting pregnant was maybe whatever the negative version of icing on the cake is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it was just, you know, to top it off, add one more straw that put the camel's back right. where most of it was the emotional like fear and, Mm -hmm. scared mm -hmm. and uncertain like yeah, am I gonna you know well, what's I thought, like you know my one friend got pregnant I was like this is the year this is gonna happen yeah. and then nope so yeah. um but in the sense you know like we had been told that if we were pregnant and we couldn't do this procedure then I would have to be followed by an oncologist my entire pregnancy and have multiple colposcopies so that's clippings um throughout the pregnancy and so I was like, oh, my gosh, wow. So, I mean, I don't know if you're someone that's had to deal with that or if you know someone that's dealt with that. And, you know, my OB, they try, she tries to be so optimistic. She's like, women get these all the time. She's like, it's an unfortunate thing. But she's like, I've had other women that have gone on and they've carried, you know, their mm -hmm. babies and carried them to term. And she's like, you know, I don't want you to be discouraged by this, but this is something we need to do, you know. And yeah. obviously you want to take care of good health and everything. Yeah. Um, so I ended up obviously not being pregnant. Um, and so we scheduled the procedure for beginning of May of 22 and had that. And really it was not, um, a big deal. You know, I thankfully pain wise, like they numb me up and everything. And, um, I was awake, you know, and it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was comfortable, but it really wasn't a big deal. Like compared to some other stuff that I've had to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, now that we were on this hold of six months, um, it's just left behind. Yeah. Again. More stories. Yeah. You know, coming out of COVID. Yeah. People are trying yeah. probably more than they were during right. the COVID stuff. Right. So, yeah. you know, now it's just, so we start getting this influx of news. Mm -hmm. Happy news. 
like yeah. again it's yeah it's not you know we don't want it to come off as like we're yeah, upset but sometimes or anything the about happy news. the news from other people and it's, right it really is I mean you're I'm sure you've experienced it right if you're going through this or have that the mixed emotions of happy for them mm -hmm. and it's good just sad for you but yeah. You know, sad slash just a reminder kind of brings back all those emotions again that mm -hmm. you thought you had kind of put to rest mm -hmm. for a little while. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a, it's a really weird dynamic, peculiar yeah. dynamic yeah, experience. You know, yeah, it's it's tough to explain, but you know, if if you've gone through it, you know. Yeah. If you know, you know. <laughs> One of those things. Yeah. So I mean, you know, just we don't really ever know what someone else is going through because. Um, they could have, it could have been easy to get pregnant, but then the pregnancy is hard. It could have taken them a while already. And they've just now announced it, even though they've been struggling. Um, it could have been unexpected and now it affects their marriage because they weren't ready for it, or maybe they're not truly committed. So, I mean, all these different things come into play. Of course, when we see on social media, like we've talked about in previous episodes, like, it is hard and sometimes you only see like the happy and you don't see the stuff behind the scenes, Sure. which is normal. I mean, I only want to post happy things right. most of the time. Right? right. Um, so just, you know, it was one of those things to where it was a tough pill to swallow. Um, but God is good. And, you know, we, we do think about like where, um, where would we have been if mm -hmm. we had had our child in March of 2020, you know, mm -hmm. um, what, what life would be like, yeah, and, like how, yeah. how things would be different. Where would we, where would we be? And, um, how little sleep would we be getting, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, who knows? Right. Yeah. Um, but, um, this was still when our time was that God's love still shines through yeah. when, you know, we knew that we couldn't be trying. I was like, well, shoot, I want to travel some more then. You know, yeah. we had been traveling during this time, but you kind of put a little things on the back burner because you're like, well, I could be pregnant during this time. So I don't know if I want to plan this big trip or whatever, right. or um, I don't know where we're going to be or whatever. Yeah. So, but it gave us the freedom. Um, I had been asking to go to Hawaii since we had gotten married mm -hmm. and, and he had been to Hawaii several times. I call him the Hawaii yeah. snob. But um, I had, had a client yeah, he for, had, work for work and his family Hawaii. lived there. And yeah, yeah. So but, I had been, I'd been to Oahu, Oahu a number of the times, island, but, yeah. but nowhere else, not the big island, yeah. not the, not Maui, not anywhere else. Not so, Hawaii. Yeah. So on this trip, we actually negotiated or compromised to go. We went to Maui. Instead. Yeah. So beautiful. It was great. So fantastic. Um, but you know, it let us plan something fun. Um, and, you know, because we can't do much else anyway. Yeah. So it was something to look forward to, yeah. something to Take your mind us. off. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and just like on a side note, the opening video, if you watch us on YouTube, um, the opening video scene is from Actually, a, sun, a sunrise. That's right. Yeah. That we, we went out to We go. went in Maui. Uh, yeah. And so it was just beautiful and perfect and just showing just yes. how God's creation is just gorgeous. And then we were able to plug it into our, yes. the season we were in now, now with our podcast. Now we're not suggesting that if 
you're struggling to get pregnant that you take a trip to Hawaii <laughs> and go into debt or, oh, or anything, well, no. you know, yeah. I mean, go spend a huge amount on a no. trip or something. We were able track, to but, use his points for work. So that's, that's right. I had, I had yeah. flight points, yeah. which is really like half the cost. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's a big blessing. More or less, plan nice. something fun, distract yourself, enjoy plan life. Plan something appropriate. Yeah. Yep. Enjoy time with your spouse. Yeah. You know, get outside of your head. And, your routine and yeah, all these things. Yeah. And look for positives in your situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the phrase, choose joy, right? You know, because there's heartache in all various situations, but we can choose joy yeah. over that. Um, and that's, Joy only comes from really from God. So mm-hmm. um, to know that God is still present in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and Ryan, where you, I, I put in there about you, yeah. he, he did this this joke about like the silver lining, you know? Yeah, to, in order to have silver lining to clouds, you have to have clouds. Right. So, right. you know, we... So the sun can shine through. Yeah, and so we, it, can, yeah. we can look for the silver lining in the situation, but... Yeah. You got to have a situation to begin with or else. They, anyway. I, well, that just makes me think of Eeyore where he walks around with a cloud raining over him. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and plus too, we know like uh, silver lining, the sun shines through, you know, to bring that out. But also like you have a little rain and the sun shines through that and you get a beautiful rainbow. Right. Yeah. Um, and we love the term that came out. I think it said it came out in like, 2010 2012 the rainbow baby mm-hmm. so here we are going to the rainbow state for yeah. our vacation i saw so many rainbows it was yeah. fantastic but of course oh, i was just like oh there's a rainbow oh there's a rainbow yeah. oh this just means it's it's coming it's yes. coming so a uh, beautiful place though mm-hmm. but um so i guess i'll yeah, let you go ahead a couple and, scriptures yeah, that we have out. kind of tied with this one so psalm 100 verse 5 for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Mm-hmm. And Lamentations 3.22. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. Yeah. And so even mm-hmm. through this struggle and this recent setback of having to put trying to conceive on hold, you know, this is very true for um God's compassions for us, for what you're going through, um, Mm -hmm. they never fail. And so look for the positives, look for Mm -hmm. the way where you, he's blessed you, Mm -hmm. um, focus on those things rather than the negative. Mm -hmm. Um, And trust. And yeah, trust trust in him. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and have you close out with her. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for this uh, conversation that we've had. I just pray for those. Uh, watching and mm-hmm. listening. Um, just pray for healing and peace for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, just pray for support as they go through their struggles. Um, and we ask for the same as we go through ours, uh, just as we go through this process and continue to figure out what the next best step is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just ask for your grace and mercy, and we thank you for those. Thank you for my wife, and thank you for this podcast that you have entrusted to us. Mm-hmm. And all these things we pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for my husband. And thank you for you guys. And always watching. remember, too, that 
if there's um, prayer requests or anything, if you want to yeah. privately message us that we can be praying for Please you. Please do. Because yeah. um, we do pray for our audience and everything, but if there's more specifics that we can add, we would love to do that. Yeah. Um, just to reach out to us because we do care. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So, but thanks. Yeah. Hope you guys have a great day. Bye. Take care.